Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm going to be talking about pre-diabetes. In our first ever Ask Me Anything episode, I'll answer a listener question about pre-diabetes. And while I do that, walk you through how I'd help you if you were a client sitting right in front of me. Hello there, team. Welcome back to The Daily Dollop. Awesome to be on the show today. I'm stoked this is the first ever Ask Me Anything episode where a listener has asked a question and I'm going to answer it on the show. Stoked about that. For those of you who haven't met me before, I'm Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub and the Healthy Eating Clinic. And fun random fact about me is that I actually have an extra bone in my foot. I know, I'm a high achiever. What can I say? Apparently, I grew that bone During puberty, it wasn't supposed to happen. I now have super flat feet, really dodgy ankles that freak podiatrists out when they see them. Um, I wear orthotics to help my feet. But I can do all sorts of things on my feet. I run a half marathon. I can walk long distances. My feet, they get the job done, but they are a little bit odd in their bone structure. So on to today's show, Ask Me Anything. I'm so excited for this. I'm answering a listener question that they've asked and recorded and sent through to me, which is super exciting. So if you have a question that you'd like answered on The Daily Dollop, simply record your question as an audio message through either Facebook or Instagram. Just hit the microphone button and ask away your question and I will play it and answer it on the show. So the links to my social accounts are in the show notes if you have a burning question. Would super love to hear from you. Okay, so here is today's question. Hi, Kate. I love the Daily Dollop and I had a question today for you about pre-diabetes and having been diagnosed with pre-diabetes. What are one or two little things that you would suggest to make incremental changes to help get on top of that? Thanks. Fabulous question. I'm so excited to answer this one. And to do that, I'm actually going to pretend that this client is right in front of me and has popped into my office for an appointment. And so if you've got pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes, this is absolutely the episode for you. Or even if you have had a family member be recently diagnosed, I hope this episode really enriches and empowers you with knowledge to start to take some incremental realistic changes to improve it. So if you popped into my office for an appointment to chat about pre-diabetes, this is how it would go down. So after a super warm welcome and greeting, because I'm so friendly, we would get to the reason why you made the appointment pre-diabetes. Now, at this point, I'd be pretty curious to know how you're feeling about it. You know, are you feeling stressed? What are your main concerns? And so I will ask you about how you're just generally feeling about the diagnosis and also how you're feeling in terms of starting to make some changes, because just change in itself can be really nerve-wracking and anxiety-provoking. And sometimes we get a diagnosis, which frightens us, but we don't always feel motivated to change. And that can actually be really confusing. And so I just want to have a moment just to understand where you're at. No judgment, because I'm going to meet you where you're at. That's my whole 
goal. Now, once we've chatted about how you're feeling, we'll articulate your goals, what you'd like to get out of the session. My next step is then deep dive into your medical lifestyle and dietary history. And basically, I just want to know as much about you as I can. Nutrition, although has, you know, principles that apply to everyone is still highly individualized in the way that that's applied. And when it comes to actually giving practical advice in context, it's pretty um, important that, that that's tailored to your individual lifestyle. And so I go deep into the history because I just want to make sure I'm covering all my bases and I know you as well as I can. And so along with understanding your life, like your family, your routine, your food preferences, what you like, what you don't like, I also want to understand your barriers to making healthy food choices. Busy nights, you know, do you like cooking? Do you not like cooking? Are you confused about carbohydrates now that you've had this diagnosis? Are you reading mixed messages online? You know, are you finding um, that you hate shopping or, you know, a bunch of different things, but Understanding these barriers are key and it doesn't matter how good the dietitian or the nutritionist is that you see, like it doesn't matter how good I am, doesn't matter how good my team are and they are pretty amazing, is that if you don't understand and articulate the barriers that you face when it comes to making change in terms of your food choices, then you will really struggle to make progress. And so after this discussion and the history, I'll have a pretty good idea of the kind of nutrition recommendations that I'm going to need to make in the context of your life and your individual circumstances and in the case of prediabetes. So the thing with prediabetes though is regardless of your history, we've pretty much got one goal that we're wanting to do for everybody and then the individualization part is literally just looking at the person and seeing where the biggest gains for them are going to be and helping focus their efforts on what's going to have the biggest bang for their buck in terms of this overall goal. But essentially, no matter what, if you've got prediabetes or diabetes, any lifestyle strategy is going to be looking at doing one key thing, and that is improving insulin sensitivity, (laughs) which kind of might feel a bit underwhelming because you're like, huh? I don't know what insulin sensitivity is. So what I want to do is actually tell you a little story because at this point when I'm talking to the client and I'm like, look, all the recommendations I'm about to make, the goal here is improving insulin sensitivity. They stare at me a bit blankly. And so then I look at them and I was like, do you understand how the body actually moderates blood sugar levels and what insulin does in the body? And they usually answer, not really which is actually true for most people without a nutrition degree, I wouldn't expect that you would know the ins and outs of this stuff. And so at this point, I tell them a little story. So let's just say that your house is a cell in your body and the streets around the houses are blood vessels and growing along the streets are lemon trees. These are the stomach and the lemons are the byproducts of digestion, so namely glucose or sugar you know, from from food being broken down and then absorbed. And so there's, you know, a person on the street that is, you know, his job is in charge of like watching for the lemons. And then when the lemons come, he tells all knots on the doors of all the houses and with the, the lemons and is like, hey, hey guys, take the lemons, right? This is insulin. So insulin is the hormone that your body uses to control blood sugar levels. So as blood sugar levels rise after eating, 
then insulin is released. And insulin's job is basically knock on the door of the cells and tell them to take the sugar, right? So now we've got the main characters of our story. Here's what happens when things are healthy. The lemon trees are producing lemons at a normal rate. Insulin sees the lemons starting to fall off the trees and into the streets. So off he toddles um, into the streets and picks up the lemons. He walks over to the houses, knocks on the door. Hey guys, I've got some lemons for you. The houses take the lemons inside, right? Um, Stoked. Because now you've got lemons and that's excellent because you were going to make lemon slice today. You were going to make lemony salad dressing and so many other lemony things were on the agenda for today. You've got your daily dose of lemon, lemons. You are happy. And each day while things are happy, you get your daily supply of lemons happily opening the door when insulin knocks on it. But then slowly over time, the trees start to produce more and more lemons and now insulin is knocking more frequently. Ooh, go away. Like how annoying are you insulin? Like knocking on my door all the time with more and more lemons. But you know, hey, you need the lemons. And so you may as well just take them. But then months and months and months go by and insulin is just giving you lemons like a crazy person, constantly knocking on the door. Your house is starting to build up with lemons and you're just literally like, I don't need so many lemons. So insulin knocks. And you ignore it. But then after a while, insulin keeps knocking and you keep ignoring it until now two insulins are there. And, you know, the second one here looks a little bit bigger and more muscular than the first one. Oh, you better open up. Take the lemons. So now it takes multiple insulins every day, bashing on all the houses, doors on the streets. Take the lemons, take the lemons. Ah, but the houses are getting pretty jack of it and they're pretty over it really. Insulin knocks and we start to ignore and ignore and ignore. The cells can only take so much. And now the little insulin men in the streets, they can't keep up and lemons start building up in the streets. No longer can we keep the street lemon levels under control. Lemon levels start to rise. And this is prediabetes or another name for it is insulin resistance. This is what is happening inside your body. After years of there simply just being too much energy for your body to deal with, Um, Insulin resistance or prediabetes is known as the disease of excess, just too much energy, too much for your body in general, that after years and years, the body just starts not being able to deal with the blood sugar levels effectively. The cells are insulin resistant. So basically insulin's knocking on the door being like, take the sugar out of the blood. And the cells are like, no, I don't want to. And so essentially... With any kind of diagnosis of prediabetes or type 2 diabetes, the goal of any effective lifestyle strategy is to make your body listen to insulin again. And so this is what we call increasing insulin sensitivity. And so this happens in three main ways. So we know from research, and I actually did my um, one of my papers in my master's degree on low carbohydrate diets and insulin resistance. So this is a really great topic for me because I feel like I spent quite a bit of time studying it and I love it. But the, the science actually shows sort of three key things that improve or make your cells in your body more sensitive to insulin. So they listen to insulin better. Three main things. The first one is losing weight. So studies have shown that even a small amount of weight loss even 5% of body weight has been shown to improve insulin sensitivity 
in the body's cells. So in particular, the muscle and the fat cells start to become more sensitive and they listen to insulin better. The second thing is exercise. So particularly resistance exercise, but all movement. So just using your muscles and using your body makes them more sensitive to insulin. So it makes them listen to insulin better. And thirdly is to moderate or reduce your carbohydrate intake. So with this in mind, when I'm making changes to someone's lifestyle and in particular their diet, my advice is not lose weight, exercise and moderate, reduce your carb intake. These are the outcomes of the small little daily strategies and um, habits that then help the person lose some weight or consistently move their body or consistently moderate their carb intake. So here's some little incremental changes that you could make um, that would go a long way to helping a diagnosis of prediabetes. Firstly is focus on some really big dietary changes, not big, like what do I say big? Significant changes. They're small, but they have a big impact changes is what I want to say. So firstly is that add half a plate of vegetables to as many meals as you can. Just by doing that one action, by putting half a plate of veggies on first, means that you actually naturally reduce your portion of carbohydrate on the rest of that plate, as well as increase your nutrient intake, vitamins, minerals, fiber, and also um, just make overall the energy density of your meal more appropriate to like losing some weight or, or maintaining your weight. So half a plate of veggies is a really, really great move and is one of the first things I often get a client to do with this kind of diagnosis. The second thing which would have a really big bang for your buck is swapping some of your ultra processed snacks for more whole food based snacks like fruit, nuts, seeds, maybe veggie sticks, um, you know, yogurt, etc. instead of sort of chocolate and chips and biscuits and cakes. So it doesn't mean you can never eat a chocolate biscuit cake ever again because those things are delicious and I know that we want to be able to enjoy them. It's just starting to think about how frequently these foods come into our day and they are contributing one to our energy intake and also our carbohydrate intake. And so it's just being mindful about whether you can consistently swap them for more nutritious foods um, on a, on a regular basis. And lastly, I would suggest that you get individualized advice for creating an energy deficit that's realistic and sustainable for helping you lose weight. So secondly is starting to move your body and you want to do two things. We can move our body incidentally. So that is, you know, taking the stairs or parking further away and walking or walk, going to a toilet on another floor or walking to a printer far away that kind of thing. And then also some planned exercise. Weights um, and resistance exercise has been shown specifically to help with improving insulin sensitivity, but all exercise does. So a daily walk, some dancing with some friends, a class at your local gym, find what you love um, and aim to do it consistently. And lastly, carbohydrates. Now, moderating and reducing carbohydrate intake is not the same as eliminating carbs. So please don't mess up that message. Often people are like, ah, diabetes, can't eat carbs. No, no, no. Diabetes need to moderate carbs. This is also highly individualized. So you do need to be working preferably with an accredited practicing dietitian at this point. 
But some quick little changes you can make is switching to high fiber carbohydrates, wholemeal bread, sweet potato, potato with the skin on, you know, chickpeas, lentils, etc. Um, embrace portion control at your meal. So aim for a quarter of your dinner plate of the carbohydrate rich food and just um, get those veggies in, which will also help you um, just embrace that portion control even better because your plate is full of veggies. To finalize the session off today, my team at the Healthy Eating Clinic are highly experienced diabetes um, dietitians. They can help you with managing prediabetes or type 2 diabetes. And we can do telehealth consultations Australia-wide. We accept Medicare, DVA and NDIS referrals. So definitely get in touch if you need some help. Thank you so much for that question. I loved answering it today and I hope you learnt lots. I know so many people that are frustrated by the fact that healthy eating is really hard to stick to, especially if they've spent so many years trying diet after diet and meal plan after meal plan. And I've just found, you know, after 16 years as a nutritionist, that at the end of the day, I believe that healthy eating is a skill. And so I created a unique program that helps people develop the skill of healthy eating. It combines micro learning, support, behavior change principles right at your fingertips. And so instead of sticking to a diet, you are encouraged to change your behavior one habit at a time, as well as also delivering you heaps of achievable practical nutrition advice, lots of recipes, food inspiration, things like that. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Well, that's it for the show today. If you're liking what you're hearing, give me a review. Leave some five stars there. I would super love that. Share this podcast with a friend and we'll see you next time.